Welcome to Pursuing Biblical Masculinity, a podcast where we explore God's Word to uncover the disciplines we need to live out our faith. Today we are continuing our series on great men of faith, and the subject of our conversation today is John Bunyan. The whole goal of this series is to look at great Christian men and how they lived out their faith. And the important thing in doing this is looking at the good and the bad. What happened in their life? How were they transformed? What are the different patterns and what are the different things that they did that really allowed them to fulfill the call that God had placed on their lives? And how can we maybe, as men of faith, use that to help us as we journey forward on our Christian walk? So John Bunyan uh, was the son of a tinker. His father mended pots and pans, and eventually that's the type of work that John did as well. And because of his status, he was poor and he was very uneducated. Yet, it was this exact same man that God used to pen the second most popular book in the history of the world, known as Pilgrim's Progress. John wasn't always a believer. He wasn't someone who lived out the Christian faith. Now, even though the church had a pretty strong presence in England at this time, it was more like the Church of England. Church to him was more of a formality. It wasn't something uh, that he really lived up to. And he, he would talk about this quite a bit in his autobiography called Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. I highly recommend that book. You can find it in an audiobook too as well. Um, it's something that really helped me in my own personal walk, listening to his own struggles where he wanted to change. He wanted to be uh, a different type of man, but just, just couldn't, couldn't seem to make those changes himself. Uh, and as he grew older, uh, he continued to struggle and then anger kicked in and that really got a strong hold on him. His mother died when he was 16. A few months later, his sister died. His father married again. There was a lot of anger and death and remorse going on in his life. And the way he handled that was through anger and leading gangs and cursing. He actually had uh, the foulest mouth around. Uh, there was actually a story that, that's, that's talked about him quite a bit where there was a lady in the town who was a shopkeeper who was actually known for her foul mouth and she heard John Owen speaking and she was so concerned that his language and the way he kept himself and the things that he was saying would actually corrupt the whole town. I mean, he was really known as a sinner. That's how people saw John. And even in this state, he gets married. He gets married at the age of 21. Uh, his wife was also very, very poor. The only things that she brought to the marriage were two books, two Puritan books that she would often read to John. And she would bring him to church. So John would go to church and he got very good at going to church, but he didn't change. Uh, I think that a lot of us may have had that experience in our life at one time or another. Maybe we're living out uh, this idea of what the Christian walk should look like, but we're really not in it, right? We we're kind of just going through the motions. We know the songs, we know the things to say, we know how to act at church, but we're not actually living out our walk. And that's exactly what was going on in the life of John Bunyan. So John began to read the Bible and he began to be convicted of his sin, but yet was not changing. He just had this load of guilt on him. He had his first daughter and she was born blind. So here's another obstacle now that, that John is faced with. He loves his daughter, but it's a hardship, right? But in 1653, something happened. As he was walking, he actually overheard some women talking about the new birth, talking about this idea of being born again that we see in John chapter three as Jesus is talking to Nicodemus. And he realized that he had not been born again, that just because he's going to church, just because he knows the motions, doesn't mean that he's a changed man. And something begins to stir in him. 
and he realizes that he is a hypocrite. And he goes and asks these women some questions. And so they take him to their pastor, uh, Pastor Gifford, who ends up leading John to Christ. And from that moment on, John Bunyan begins to devour Scripture. Scripture begins to be the most important thing in his life. His entire life is just marinated in Scripture. And as he begins to read it, he has to start telling people about the gospel. He has to start sharing what God has done through his son. So you see this amazing transformation of somebody who's going through the motions, maybe sees themselves as a quote-unquote Christian, to somebody now who is living as a changed believer. And one of the main drivers is Scripture. The Word of God going into him, and now it's got to come out. Now, remember, he's got no education. He didn't go to seminary. He's got no trans. Um, he's got no training. But what he does have is the Word of God. And so the church sees this. They see the fire, and they see what God's doing him, and they actually appoint him as a deacon. And John goes out and begins to share the gospel. Now, during this time, he has three more children, and then his wife dies. We notice a pattern here of loss and of sorrow. We're talking about the 1600s, but we're also just talking about somebody who's dealing with hardships in life. And now I know that you and I have gone through hardships. We've experienced things in our life that don't feel good. And it's often at those times that, that we have a turning point. We can either turn away from God and we could be angry like John Bunyan was as a young, young man, or we can use those times to mold us and shape us to be more like Christ. The reason I relate so much to John Bunyan is I feel like this is a lot of what happened in my life. As a young man, there were a number of things that happened to me uh, that led me to be angry. And even though I went to church and I knew uh, what the Bible says and I knew what I was supposed to do, I didn't live it out. You know, I could play the part on Sunday, but I was so angry at God. I was so angry for the pain and the hardships uh, and the abuses that I experienced that I couldn't really commit my heart to, to Christ. But it was through a time of immense pain that God really broke me into the point where I could then turn to him. And then he began to pour into me. And now I'm not perfect. I still have my struggles. But now when I find myself in those turbulent times, when I find myself in the time where things aren't going well or I'm experiencing loss, I can run to the Father because I know his good promises. And this is kind of what we see in John. Instead of allowing this grief to... Uh, push him away, he allows it to drive him closer to Christ. Now something happened uh, in 1660 uh, into 1661, the, the English monarchy took control back over England. And this means that the nonconformists or the independent churches, the churches who were not part of the Church of England, were now going to experience uh, a lot of persecution. And John Bunyan was arrested for preaching. He was arrested because he was preaching without a license, and this was considered to be treasonous against the king. It was also during this time, right before this happens, John remarries, uh, and he begins to start a new life. And as, as soon as that kind of begins, he's, he's thrown into prison. And his wife goes to great lengths to try to get him out of prison. And again, we can see this and go, wow, why would this happen? How could this terrible thing take place? But God uses this time in prison to do amazing work in John's life. He was in prison for 12 years and he had three books. He had Fox's Book of Martyrs, he had his Concordance, and he had his Bible. And it was also during this time in prison that his daughter passed away. So you can see that he's in this place and he's experiencing a ton of like hardship and grief. And you would think this guy would give up because all he had to do was stop preaching. 
all he had to do was stop going to the countryside and teaching and preaching and submit to the king and go to the Church of England, but he wouldn't do it. He stood firm. He acted like a man. In 1666, he writes his autobiography, Grace Abounds for the Chief of Sinners. Like I said before, this is a powerful, powerful quote. Uh, one, of, one of the most powerful quotes in this book is, Oh, the remembrance of my great sins, of my great temptations, and of my great fears of perishing forever. They bring afresh into my mind the remembrance of my great help, my great support from heaven, and the great grace that God extended to such a wretch as I. John understood who he was without Christ, that he is totally depraved. But because of who God is and God's providence in his life, his entire life was turned around and changed. It was during these 12 years in prison that John writes Pilgrim's Progress. And 200 years after he writes this book, it was said that there were two books in every household in the country of England. It was the Bible and it was Pilgrim's Progress. Like I mentioned before, it's the second most popular book in the history of the world. Now something cool happens in 1672. Uh, Charles II comes in and he does give a little bit of grace and Bunyan is released from prison. Bunyan is given a license. Uh, he's made pastor of his church. And then in 1677, he becomes a touring preacher. Uh, it's, it's believed that John Owen, who we talked about in a previous episode, uh, was one of the men at the time who helped get John uh, Bunyan released. And as a result, John Bunyan does these preaching tours where thousands upon thousands of people all across England hear the word of God. And it was on one of these tours that he eventually gets sick in 1688 and passes away. But there's a few things that we can remember from the life of John Bunyan, a great Christian model for us. One, it's the power of God's word. God's word changed his life. God's word was a focal point of his life. He devoured God's word. He stayed in God's word. And it was God's word that shaped and molded him. So men, we also have to look at God's word that way. We have great privilege to have copies of scripture that we can read, that we can discuss, that we can figure out how to live our lives according to what God teaches us. John Bunyan is a great example of living that out. The second thing we see from John Bunyan is a passion then to preach. We are all called to be a priesthood of believers, to share what God has done in our lives with others and do it at whatever cost that, that, that comes our way. He was willing to do in the face of imprisonment. My guarantee is you're probably not going to go to prison. If, if you share the gospel, and even if you do, it's worth it because it's such a powerful message and changes lives and it has an eternal impact and John Bunyan understood. And the last thing, he had a desire to stand firm and persevere to the end, to not give up, to continue to do what God has called us all to do, which is share the Great Commission and share the gospel with those around us, no matter the consequences. So if you're looking for somebody to help you in your walk, we can look back to these great men of history as, as models for us, as men that we can look to and say, these are certain things that I want to ascribe to. But also it helps if we have a mentor or a coach along the way to walk with us as well. If you're interested in learning more about Christian life coaching, visit our website at reformedandredeemed.org.